This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best-selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company, Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. With my kids more independent and my career not as fulfilling as it once was, I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for, I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. Today's episode is being brought to you by The Creative Company. Taking time to quiet your mind while engaging in a creative activity can reduce stress, trigger happiness, instill pride, as well as spark inspiration. The Creative Company offers a variety of all-in-one painting, coloring, and drawing bundles designed by artists and meant for all ages to enjoy. Could you or your family use some creative time? If so, visit their website at www.thecreativecompany.ca. This is episode 042, this big, beautiful thing called life with Leslie Kelly. Every situation in life is temporary. So when life is good, make sure you enjoy and receive it fully. And when life is not so good, remember, it will not last forever and better days are on the way. Today's conversation is meant to celebrate this big, beautiful thing called life, the highs and lows and everything in between, because every experience, lesson, challenge, or triumph makes up a unique story that is your life. My guest today is someone who inspires me to see possibility instead of problem, hope and uncertainty, and to have courage even if I'm afraid. As a girl from the farm myself, watching her journey on social media as she learns to operate a combine and other heavy-duty farm equipment is not only entertaining, but inspiring. She puts the girl in girl power, and I know you'll be as inspired by her perspective as I am. Leslie is the head and heart behind the alias High Heels and Canola Fields, where she dispels myths about agriculture and brings consumers and farmers together. Leslie's goal in being involved in agriculture beyond the farm is to build a community and bring people together, create conversation, collaborate, and identify solutions that help both the industry and consumers. Leslie has been a leader in advocating for mental health. She's been a part of the National Bell Let's Talk campaign and co-founded the Do More Agriculture Foundation, whose mission is to break barriers and support all farmers and ranchers in taking care of their mental well-being. She was recognized by the Regina YWCA with the Women of Distinction Award for this work. 
When Leslie isn't in the field, she's also a director for Sasquheat and Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan, and you can find her running to the hockey rink with her boys, taking pictures, going for a run on country roads, learning how to cook for a harvest crew, and spending time with her husband. Welcome, Leslie. I really love watching you on social media, and I'm super honored that you're taking the time to chat with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this will be a lot of fun. We kind of have some things in common, and we're going to get to know each other even better as we as we share this conversation. So how about if we start with this? Because you didn't always dream of being a farmer, and yet you find yourself in a tractor or a combine. Do you want to share kind of how that came about or how that happened? Yeah, and I am a person that uh, to begin my journey in farming, you should not put me in a tractor or a combine <laughs> because uh, I'm just not mechanically inclined. I'm learning a lot. But yeah, growing up, I didn't see myself as a farmer. I have grown up on a farm and uh, being involved in my family's farm business, I loved it, but I also, I had other dreams and aspirations and I wanted to move to the big city and be uh, the Donald Draper <laughs> of Mad Men and have that corner office and work in advertising. So I uh, jumped right in and I went to Saskatoon and uh, I majored in marketing. I got a commerce degree and had those uh, sights and eyes on the big city. But yeah, it took a, my life took a right hand turn. And I got my first job out of university. And that was working with farmers. And I loved it. They've really reignited my passion because here I got to learn so much more than what was happening on my farm. I got to hear their amazing heartwarming stories of why they loved what they did every day and then I also met my husband and he uh, didn't grow up on a farm his parents owned the grocery store but farming ran or runs in his blood and that's where my passion and fuel was reignited for becoming more involved in agriculture. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, when I was a kid growing up on the farm as well, I used to watch that show Melrose Place. I don't know if you <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, and I used to dream about being like Heather Locklear. I mean, she was kind of a bag, actually, so I don't know why I wanted to be like her, but it was something about her being powerful and career-driven, and I was like, that's what I want to be. And she got stuff done. <laughs> yes, yes, she did. She did get stuff done. So the things, so it sounds like things don't always go exactly as planned, but they maybe go as exactly as they're meant to be because you love what you're doing now. Yeah, I really, I feel like my two passions collided. So having a marketing background and working in agriculture and getting to hear and learn from so many different farmers and people within it within the egg industry, I really, that really like drives me and fuels me and fills up my cup. And then the opportunity came to, you know, a couple of years ago to move back to the farm. So I left my marketing career. I left the big city, well, big city of Regina. And for me, it was, I still get to do that marketing aspects of the, of the things every day of being in the office. Um, but then I also get to work with the people I love and work with my family and take on this whole new career of growth and opportunity and, and, and to do it with my husband. There's no better life. Mm, 
I couldn't agree more. That's so great. So has there been any challenges, like as you're building this? So what made you, I guess there's three questions in this, because what made you get the idea to like, hey, let's just turn on my iPhone and start recording me and the tractor? Yeah. And that for me is hard because um, being a marketer, I am always behind the scenes. And I actually still to this day, it was so hard for me to even take selfies um, and to turn that record button on. But for me, being in a position of being from the farm, but I actually don't know much about, you know, the the day to day operations because I was away from the farm for so long. So being vulnerable and showing others that, hey, it's okay, doesn't matter how old you are, um, whether you're a male or a female, we all start from somewhere. And how about you come on this journey of me figuring out uh, this life and all these hand signals that uh, my family is giving me while I'm on the green cart. And I think um, by showing those aspects that you are a beginner and that you're trying and you're doing things that are scary and doing things that you can't, there's, um, it gives people, you know, the courage and the hope that they also can, can do it. Mm, Yeah. You're really inspiring with that. Okay. So you were vulnerable enough to share basically your your basic journey because we all, like you say, begin somewhere. So how did you find the courage or why did you find the courage to want to do that? It, for me, it was um, for selfish reasons um, is that I also needed the encouragement and, you know, the day-to-day boost. And by me sharing and then getting that feedback of others saying, hey, me too, or I've been in that situation or share those laughs and those giggles and those commonalities, me that gives uh, myself that hope and also the encouragement. So for me, it's it's all selfish. <laughs> really? Well, it sure doesn't come across that way at all. It seems to me that because you're sharing so willingly, openly, and vulnerably, like you said to me before we even started recording that you're an open book, because you're willing to do that, it seems selfless to me, quite honestly. Yeah, and I think that's how you can take uh, any any way of, you know, sharing more about your life. And, and I've also shared, you know, those good moments of being on the farm and sharing the sunsets with others and this way of life. But then I've also shared those hard moments too, in those hard days, because my family and I have gone through some pretty hard times. And there was a moment or lots of moments where we thought, you know, we were alone and we thought we you know, we were the only ones going through these hard, hard times. And, you know, maybe we're not good enough farmers, or we're not doing this very well, if if we're in these positions. But then after we shared our journeys, and hearing how people were looking for that hope, and they were also looking for, you know, someone else to, to say, hey, like me too, we're not alone. I think that can, it has such an immense, like it's such a small impact, but also such an immense impact in, in the same breath, because these stories can be shared across the world and in and outside of agriculture. And sometimes that's some, that's what someone needs is just that, Hey, I'm not alone in this journey. Mm, and that's why it's so inspiring to have somebody be real and honest and authentic about sharing their struggles, which is obviously what you do and why I feel like it's selfless. Thank you for doing that. So let's talk about the hard times. How do you, how do you manage them? Yeah. Oh, good, good question. And I, I think um, over time managing them has been different, Uh, you know, day to day going through a pandemic um, managing them has, has changed. Um, So I had postpartum depression after our second boy Copeland was born my husband is living with anxiety and panic attacks. 
my brother has uh, PTSD after unfortunately coming upon a really tragic accident a couple of years ago. Uh, my sister was recently diagnosed as having borderline personality disorder and my dad's battling cancer. So my family's gone through some really hard, hard times. And for me, managing it is, is different. So for me, I used to think bubble or self-care was bubble baths and, and yoga and those spa days of which uh, they still are. And that's great. And it fills up my cup. But now I've looked at, you know, mental health and how to take care of myself and those around me, how to support each other, how to have those conversations, how to listen, how to understand and, and be there for someone can, can make a life-saving impact. Mm, okay, I really want you to jump into that. So tell us some more because I really relate to what you're saying there. Actually, in the uh, last few months, I've been finding I don't want to do any more bubble baths or relax. I, I feel like I've had so much relaxed time that really what I'm looking for is is fun and it was taking a toll on my mental health for sure. It was impacting every part of my life. So what was it that kind of you know, freed you? Like talk some more about having those conversations and being honest and real and open about it as, as part of your self-care. Yeah. For, for that, my husband has taught me so much because even going through postpartum, um, I didn't understand the elements of what he was going through. And I remember one night, you know, I would be the person that would say, you know, just go to sleep, Matt, or, you know, just, you know, just don't worry about this. But until he showed me one night after he had a, a sleepless night and he was journaling, getting all of his thoughts out, he showed me the piece of paper and there was not a white space left on that piece of paper. And that for me was a real aha, mo aha moment as, you know, I don't, I might not understand what you're going through, um, but I can be here and sit with you. I can be here and hold your hand and, and help you through this journey. And for me, that's where it's also that self-compassion. And I also have to sit with myself and be there for myself through these, through these hard times. And for, for me, one of the biggest things is just being aware of when I'm going through a hard time and being okay with that and granting myself grace and the compassion and, you know, the care of, hey, you're going to have those hard days and you're going to have those hard days where you might not get out of your, your robe until noon. And that is also OK, because these times are hard and we want to do it all and be it all. But sometimes, you know, by just surviving, that is OK. So I think the biggest realization for myself was I'm not like perfection, it's not attainable. And I'm not striving to be perfect. I'm striving to be real and to be myself and to give myself the grace and care that I need and that I deserve. Mm, that's beautiful. It's not always about just fixing it and like got to find a solution and get this fixed. It's not really about that. Sometimes it's just a matter of allowing yourself to be. It is the, for for Matt and I, it was the understanding and the re realization that this is a journey and that in the journey is beautiful. It's hard and amazing, heartbreaking, but man, is this journey of life just a miracle in itself. So for us, like I was the person that was always, you know, when Matt was having a hard time, I would uh, say, you know, well, why don't you try this? Or you should do this, or couldn't you do this? And now it's a complete, you know, 180 where it's those conversations of, well, we've tried this and, and, you know, it, it's worked or maybe today it, uh, it didn't go as planned and let's try something different and to look for those 
those moments of joy and those, um, you know, those moments of that you can have those belly laughs. And for us, it's just a, it's those little moments that, that turn into such big moments over the long run. That's so interesting that you say that because I, I know in my own experience, it was like with my struggle with mental health over the last few months. I mean, it's been a long road since the pandemic. However, I think for me, what I realized the most was I have all the things that make me laugh have kind of been taken away. I just, all the things that, you know, refresh me and re-energize me and bring me joy have been taken away. So what can I do about that? And just to make myself feel better. And honestly, one day it was just getting up and getting dressed and putting on high heels, even though I had nowhere to go. Yes. It's amazing how even, you know, the, those small day-to-day things of what we can do for ourselves to just to pick, pick me up. I used to have the saying of, you know, like look good, feel good, play good. When I, when I played sports and how important it was uh, to have the uniform and the equipment. And now even thinking, looking back how, yeah, like how, if I feel good about what I'm doing and those little things, how it just makes a day go by so much better. But then also it's, I granted myself grace that, you know, a hard morning might necessarily not mean a hard day or a hard moment, a hard email, a hard conversation doesn't have to mean that, you know, the next, next things will be hard as well. It's um, there's moments to, to learn, to grow. um, And then just to keep putting those little baby steps forward in the day. Mm, That's a really good point because sometimes we think that, you know, this situation, it just eats us up and perhaps we focus our attention on it for longer than we should and it ends up becoming something bigger than it needed to be. Yeah, my dad shared some really good perspective because I was having a pity party. Um, Oh, it was back in September when we were having more restrictions and things were being taken away. And I went to him and, you know, looking for him to join me in my pity party because I was going through a hard, rough time. And he he shared with me this uh, perspective that I, you know, it gave me goosebumps and going through cancer. And then on top of a pandemic where he's not able to see people, he he told me, he's like, I don't view cancer as what it took from me. And same with COVID, I look as to what it has given me. And that really brought me back because he said through cancer uh, and the pandemic, it's given him so much. It gave him the gift of time to be with his grandkids in the backyard and gave him the gift of time of gardening and doing these things that he's never been able to do because he was so busy on the farm. And then giving him the gift of, you know, watering his friends and neighbors lawns. And then that was how he was able to see people. And he felt, you know, giving by giving and doing something for someone, it also gave him some hope and some good times. And then, so I reflected on that with myself and yeah, like there's so much has been taken away and going through grief and loss and the things that we can't do. But in those moments too, I look at as to the moments that I've shared with my family over the winter and we've never cooked so many hot dogs outside over the fire and been outside enjoying the outdoor hockey rink and cross-country skiing. So there are these moments and new traditions that we're forming that I've been very, very grateful for. Even through a hard time, I'm trying to see see some light and some hope in, in, in those moments. Mm, what wise advice, like what a great perspective your dad shared with you. And now that you've shared with us, please thank him for me about that. 
That's, my that's farming, really... my farmer Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's worthy of that title. So one of your recent posts really struck a chord with me. I loved it because it's all about self-worth and self-love. And you were talking about, you know, the personal commandments that you've created for yourself. Can you, can you share with us about that post, what it was about and, and where you came up with that? It's, it's beautiful what the message is. Yeah. So I was uh, scrolling on social media one night and I came upon a influencer's commandments of how to grow um, your followers. And I was reading it and (laughs) I I got upset as I was reading it because in some of the commandments, it was that you shall edit out all your blemishes and all your imperfections and your stretch marks. And then another um, commandment stated that you shall appear perfect. And that would ensure that your followers see this perfect life. And that really took me aback because for me, it's what, why should we only be showing, what does perfect even mean actually? And someone's perfect might be a different definition of another person. And, and there's it being perfect is unattainable and we're setting ourselves up for, um, not being successful or not feeling good about ourselves. So I went and wrote a post and I've, uh, over the last year and a half, I have peroneal dermatitis. I'm allergic to something. We don't know what it is. So in the past year and a half, I haven't been able to wear any makeup. Um, very careful with my skincare products. I, ac- I actually only use canola oil. <laughs> uh, it's very, very basic. It takes uh, off all the dirt um, and just minimal soap. But I'm, I'm very afraid of um, this dermatitis uh, flaring up and what it does. And I went through a really hard time uh, last year when I was going um, to speaking engagements and having these sores on my face and not feeling very good and feeling like uh, it was on the spotlight. And through that journey of, of not wearing makeup and just being who I am, um, I've learned a lot. And so this post was a reflection of, you know, you have enough light within you and you are your imperfections and those things that make you unique are what make you beautiful and your scars are, are, and your stretch marks make you beautiful. Cause I shared how my stretch marks are because I carried life and that is a celebration. So for me, it was to, you know, take those 10 commandments and, and, and change them because we are beautiful and we shouldn't, there should be no standard of what beauty is because it comes from within. Oh, I just love that conversation so much. I love that share. You know, I think we're all working from home and you and I were talking earlier. So I'll just share with the audience that we both have a puppy right beside us. And I was sharing with Leslie that, you know, if Charlie shakes, but I've learned as I'm recording podcasts from home that if I don't have him in here, he scratches at the door or he might bark. It interrupts the recording. And Leslie said, yeah, well, you know, here's my pup right here. (laughs) So we're all real life human beings just doing the best that we can, like from home mostly because that's how life is right now. And there's a lot of blessings in that. Do you want to share this story about last week on a presentation that you were doing? Oh my goodness. So I'm surviving (laughs) and I've been in isolation for a couple weeks and my kids were at home because COVID, it went through our town and we're trying our best to, you know, keep risks down. And myself and my fellow podcast co-host, we were presenting 
through um, through Zoom to a fabulous group of Michigan ladies. And you can almost have time, like people thought that I actually created this scenario because of how perfectly timed it was. So as I was starting the presentation, my child, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning, my five-year-old comes in only wearing his gitch. And gitch is a term we use in Saskatchewan, it's underwear. But all you see is just him, him being naked from the waist up. And in this video, you can see my sheer terror of my naked child coming into a recorded Zoom presentation in front of hundreds of women. And then I was... I was very um, embarrassed because here I felt like, oh my God, I'm going to be judged. It's, it's mid-morning and my child isn't even dressed yet. And he came in wanting a snack. And then I thought, you know, after, you know, a, a second or two of going through that uh, cycle of panic <laughs> and, and being embarrassed, uh, I had to laugh because this is the life that so many of us are living in right now. And it's, you know, it's backwards, it's upside down. And right now, a lot of us are doing double, triple, quadruple work um, than what we have have done in the past. And to celebrate, you know, take a moment to celebrate um, this unique nature, this upside down um, aspect of the of the things that we're going through. And hell, like for all of us women who are doing triple, uh, double, quadruple uh, duty, we're like we're heroes. And kudos to all of those who are trying their best. And for me, it was also a reminder of you don't know what is going on behind that computer screen or behind that office door. So be kind, grant each other the grace and care that we that we need and, and be easy on yourself and each other because we're trying our best right now. Oh, that's so good. We are trying our best right now. And just to, like you said, repeatedly throughout this, just give yourself grace and, and realize that everybody is actually experiencing that, that perfection does not exist. And to just cut yourself a break with all of it. Have you, does that help you handle criticism? Should you have ever had criticism before? Oh, yeah. And criticism, I, I, I want criticism. And I actually like um, trying to be better and strive for you know other or your goals um criticism or that feedback constructive feedback i i look for i seek it out um sometimes it's very hard and it's hard not to take it personally um but there are nuggets in there that uh have helped me you know strive strive to do things differently to change but also then also stay true to myself as well as um, people come from good intentions, great places. And it's hard, you know, being in that other position of giving someone um, constructive feedback, that's hard to do. And so just the notion of um, being grateful that they gave it to me and take, take the nuggets or the inspiration out of it and then keep on trying. Yeah, that's good. That kind of switches the perspective on, you know, criticism as, as demeaning or personal, or it's actually an opportunity for growth is what I'm hearing. Oh, it's such a great opportunity. And don't get me wrong. Um, I've gotten lots of criticism from people on social media that take every and any opportunity to try to knock you down or take your joy. And for me, it's uh, some people I just try to focus my energy and attention and space and love on the people that are there for the right reasons and are cheering um, and are helping support it's those people that uh, you know through that criticism or feedback that um, that's really really good and I try to take all opportunities to learn and grow 
Mm-hmm. And then you can move on from it. Like you said earlier, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to eat you up for a long period of time. And sometimes the feedback might not even be feedback that you choose to, you know, um, I guess not necessarily value, but not necessarily that you have to change everything. You're not looking to please everyone, are you? No, it's not about pleasing and it's, and it's not about changing you. It's for me, uh, you know, I've had the moments of getting that feedback, having a good cry, um, a glass of wine and sitting on it and then taking out that, that nugget of, I get, I've gone through the cycle of, you know, having my heart be really heavy in that feedback. And then what can I do or what can I learn from this? And sometimes it might be nothing. Uh, but also I want to help that other person if they've taken the courage to give you that feedback to, to know that it's being heard, um, and to thank them and then, you know, take the opportunity to, to move on and, and do things differently or keep on moving. What great advice you've just offered us there. And, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think a lot of the audience will be able to really, um, you know, get some value from that and, and, uh use that in their everyday life. So thank you for that. As a woman, it's easy to lose sight of who you are and caring for others and keeping up your many responsibilities at home and work. And at the end of the day, you may be asking yourself, who am I in all of this? What's next for me? Or what can I do to feel more joy and fulfillment? This year, I launched a 21-day personal growth challenge called The Power of You, and it brought back such positive feedback from the hundreds of women that participated that I just designed a new challenge called The Best You. Throughout the 21 days, you're guided through a process of self-discovery. The first seven days are focused on releasing your past, the next seven on living in the moment, and the final seven days we propel towards the future. All members of the challenge receive the training videos conveniently delivered to their inbox daily, along with access to a supportive community and a printable journal to guide you through the entire process. You should do this for you. Head to corliss.ca to check out the program and read the dozens of testimonies of what this challenge has done for other women, other women just like you. Now, may I ask you, what's your favorite thing to do in a day? Oh, my favorite thing to do in a day is, you know, when my kids come home from school and they are just so happy to be at home, what we do is we crank up uh, the TV, we, we share um, a song and we have a dance fight. We call it a dance fight because it, it turns into a little bit of a wrestling match, but it's just a way for us to, you know, to let loose, have some belly laughs and you know, the day is half done, but there's so many um, great moments coming through supper, you know, homework, hanging out together. And that to me uh, was one of my best parts of the day. Mm, I like it. I talk a lot of the time about having a little dance party, just me and my dog, and he kind of scares, scares him and he dances around too and barks at me and stuff. It's really funny. I always wish I, I knew what he was saying when he was watching me dance around just to change my energy and sh- change things up. All right, I have um, three closing questions that I always ask my guests, but before I do, I wanted to just ask you if there's anything else that you really want to share with my audience. Oh, um, just my overall message or what I've been trying to do in my everyday life is know that um, 
that life and the journey, whether it's COVID, a pandemic, um, you know, a new job, new career, going through something is that it's a, a process and a journey. And right now, uh, the things that are happening within our farm, I'd, I'm a beginner and it's new for me and I'm doing things that I couldn't, but in that journey and process, I'm doing things that I can and I'm learning from it and I'm embracing it, taking it one day at a time. And it's amazing of the things that when you didn't know that you could do and then you know you can, it's the most amazing feeling. Oh, that's so great. Thank you for that. What a great message. Now, um, if people want to follow you, they want to connect with you, how can they do that? Yeah, I can be found at High Heels and Canola Fields across social media. High Heels and Canola Fields. May I ask how you came up with that? Like, it's just so fun. Yeah, well, being a marketer, I wanted a, a catchy alias name. And I, I started um, High Heels and Canola Fields with the you know, the idea or the goal of building community, bringing people together, talking about food, sharing stories and high heels and canola fields. It was bringing two of my lives together. So um, being a marketer in the city, um, wearing, you know, the business suit and the heels, and then uh, later in the day, driving a tractor. Uh, and I picked uh, canola fields just from what it represents, uh, innovation, technology, beauty, love, um, helping my family farm through really hard times. So yeah, high heels and canola fields. Beautiful. And skincare, canola for skincare. Yes, it is an amazing product um, to, yeah, just uh, dab on a cotton, a, a dab of cotton and then um, wipe your face with it and it takes out all the dirt. Amazing. Amazing. Did you come up with that yourself or was that something passed down to you? Uh, no, I came up with it. Um, I wouldn't say myself. I have in the past, I have really sensitive skin. So I did get uh, some Rocky Mountain soap products and one of their products for their skincare line was an oil based um, uh product and I didn't have that. All I had was canola oil. <laughs> so I swapped <laughs> and probably being on the farm you have dirt on your face that you need to get off so it's right there convenient for you <laughs> yeah and it moisturizes right in the same in the same aspect <laughs> yeah that's neat that's great all right so I hope the audience I hope everyone will connect with Leslie I hope you'll follow her I hope that you will um you know share her posts she's got a great message here and I'm really grateful that you took the time to be here now my three closing questions because this is a real leadership podcast because I really believe that we're all leading in some degree in our homes in our communities and in our careers and you've certainly demonstrated that today but what I'd love to know is what does leadership mean to you oh Great question. Um, leadership to me is having a positive impact on someone around you. And that positive impact could be, yeah, that family member, someone within your team. It could be someone on the street. Um, but not what the joy is, is you don't know how far that positive impact will go from a smile to opening the door, um, you know, paying it forward can have life-saving, life-changing impacts. Mm. And we all have the ability to do that. Thank you. Now, if there was a podcast or a book, just one, I know it's probably going to be really hard to choose that, but just one that was really impactful for you. Uh, would you want to recommend one? 
The one that I have been listening a lot to while cross-country skiing is You're Wrong About. And I like that be just because of uh, the aspect of them diving really deep into topics that I grew up with, you know, um, uh, different leaders, um, different things that, uh, you know, current events that were um, happening when I was growing up, I didn't know a lot about and they dive in and really dissect what was happening and taking place. So for me, it's a reflection, a learning, and uh, I, I've really enjoyed it over the past few months. Mm, that's great. I'll make sure I put that into the show notes as well. Now, the final, final question based on all of the highs and all of the lows that you've been through in your life, because of course everyone has them, if you could leave behind just one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, um, that you matter, you are worth it, and you deserve all the love and joy that this world, that is in this world, and please don't ever forget that. What a beautiful close. Thank you so much again for being here today, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.